Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Judges 20. Resolve to punish the guilty. Then all the sons of Israel from Dan to Beersheba, including the land of Gilead, came out and the congregation assembled as one man to the Lord at Mizpah. The chiefs of all the people, even of all the tribes of Israel, took their stand in the assembly of the people of God, 400,000 foot soldiers who drew the sword. Now the sons of Benjamin heard that the sons of Israel had gone up to Mizpah. And the sons of Israel said, Tell us, how did this wickedness take place? So the Levite, the husband of the woman who was murdered, answered and said, I came with my concubine to spend the night at Gibeah, which belongs to Benjamin. But the men of Gibeah rose up against me and surrounded the house at night because of me. They intended to kill me. Instead, they ravished my concubine so that she died. And I took hold of my concubine and cut her in pieces and sent her throughout the land of Israel's inheritance. For they have committed a lewd and disgraceful act in Israel. Behold, all you sons of Israel, give your advice and counsel here. Then all the people arose as one man saying, Not one of us will go to his tent, nor will any of us return to his house. But now this is the thing which we will do to Gibeah. We will go up against it by lot. And we will take ten men out of a hundred throughout the tribes of Israel, and a hundred out of a thousand, and a thousand out of ten thousand to supply food for the people, that when they come to Gibeah of Benjamin, they may punish them for all the disgraceful acts that they have committed in Israel." Thus all the men of Israel were gathered against the city, united as one man. Then the tribes of Israel sent men through the entire tribe of Benjamin, saying, What is this wickedness that has taken place among you? Now then deliver up the men, the worthless fellows in Gibeah, that we may put them to death and remove this wickedness from Israel. But the sons of Benjamin would not listen to the voice of their brothers, the sons of Israel. 
the sons of Benjamin gathered from the cities of Gibeah to go out to battle against the sons of Israel. From the cities on that day, the sons of Benjamin were numbered 26,000 men who draw the sword besides the inhabitants of Gibeah, who were numbered 700 choice men. Out of all these people, 700 choice men were left-handed. Each one could sling a stone at a hair and not miss. Then the men of Israel besides Benjamin were numbered 400,000 men who draw the sword. All these were men of war. Civil war, Benjamin defeated. Now the sons of Israel arose, went up to Bethel, and inquired of God and said, Who shall go up first for us to battle against the sons of Benjamin? Then the Lord said, Judah shall go up first. So the sons of Israel arose in the morning and camped against Gibeah. The men of Israel went out to battle against Benjamin, and the men of Israel arrayed for battle against them at Gibeah. Then the sons of Benjamin <clears throat> came out of Gibeah and fell to the ground on that day, 22,000 men of Israel. But the people, the men of Israel, encouraged themselves and arrayed for battle again in the place where they had arrayed themselves the first day. The sons of Israel went up and wept before the Lord until evening and inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall we again draw near for battle against the sons of my brother Benjamin? And the Lord said, Go up against him. Then the sons of Israel came against the sons of Benjamin the second day. <clears throat> Benjamin went out against them from Gibeah the second day and fell to the ground again, 18,000 men of the sons of Israel. All these drew the sword. Then all the sons of Israel and all the people went up and came to Bethel and wept. Thus they remained there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening. And they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. The sons of Israel inquired of the Lord, for the ark of the covenant of God was there in those days. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, Aaron's son, stood before it to minister in those days, saying, Shall I yet again go out to battle against the sons of my brother Benjamin, or shall I cease? And the Lord said, Go up, for tomorrow I will deliver them into your hand. So Israel set out in ambush around Gibeah. The sons of Israel went up against the sons of Benjamin on the third day and arrayed themselves against Gibeah as at other times. The sons of Benjamin went out against the people and were drawn away from the city. And they began to strike and kill some of the people as at other times on the highways, one of which goes up to Bethel and the other to Gibeah. And in the field, about 30 men of Israel. The sons of Benjamin said, they are struck down before us as at the first. But the sons of Israel said, let us flee that we may draw them away from the city to the highways. Then all the men of Israel arose from their place and arrayed themselves at Baal Tamar. And the son of Israel in ambush broke out of their place, even out of Mare Geba. When 10,000 choice men from all Israel came against Gibeah, the battle became fierce. But Benjamin did not know that disaster was close to them. And the Lord struck Benjamin before Israel so that the sons of Israel destroyed 25,100 men of Benjamin that day, all who draw the sword. So the sons of Benjamin saw that they were defeated. When the men of Israel gave ground to Benjamin because they relied on the men in ambush whom they had set against Gibeah, the men in ambush hurried and rushed against Gibeah. The men in ambush also deployed and struck all the city with the edge of the sword. Now the appointed sign between the men of Israel and the men in ambush was that they would make a great cloud of smoke rise from the city. Then the men of Israel turned in, in the battle, and Benjamin began to strike and kill about 30 men of Israel. For they said, Surely they are defeated before us as in the first battle. But when the cloud began to rise from the city in a column of smoke, Benjamin looked behind them, and behold, the whole city was going up in smoke to heaven. 
Then the men of Israel turned, and the men of Benjamin were terrified, for they saw that disaster was close to them. Therefore they turned their backs before the men of Israel toward the direction of the wilderness. But the battle overtook them, while those who came out of the cities destroyed them in the midst of them. They surrounded Benjamin, pursued them without rest, and trod them down opposite Gibeah toward the east. Thus, 18,000 men of Benjamin fell. All these were valiant warriors. The rest turned and fled toward the wilderness to the rock of Ramon. But they caught 5,000 of them on the highways and overtook them at Gidom and killed 2,000 of them. So all of Benjamin who fell that day were 25,000 men who draw the sword. All those were valiant warriors. But 600 men turned and fled toward the wilderness to the rock of Ramon. And they remained at the rock of Ramon four months. The men of Israel turned back against the sons of Benjamin and struck them with the edge of the sword, both the entire city with the cattle and all that they found. They also set on fire all the cities which they found. Justice is the Lord's. Vengeance is the Lord's. There's uh, so many times in the Bible that God says, just to let him take care of things. Um, Or uh, even when David would cry out and he'd say, my enemies, they surround me. Look at what they're doing. He said, okay, I'm going to protect you. Just sometimes he said, he gave David direction to go out into battle and that he would receive victory. God would deliver his enemies to him. But most of the time, He just, David cried out to God and God took care of it. So uh, both are very true. But the thing is, in this time, you've got, in this time in Israel, you've got so much sin, so much darkness. The the people are not under any authority. Uh, They should be under the authority of God, but they're not. They're just kind of doing whatever they want. They're focused on themselves, period. Nobody's focused on God's word, God's commandments. I mean, he said, every one of us wants to have success. We all want to have prosperity and success in our lives. And he said, the way, the key to it is you keep his commandments, his statutes, his ordinances, his testimonies. Do not be distracted from them. And just focus on them. That's not man's statutes, commandments, and ordinances and testimonies. That's God's. And God's are easy. Man added so much excess weight to what God asked us to do that man made it a burden and man made it impossible. Man made it so difficult that you might as well just focus on Whatever, because you're never going to attain what what man made everyone believe God wanted. God's expectations are easy. They're not that difficult. So at this time, everyone's out for themselves. They're just looking at what's best for me. In fact, it's very similar to the ways that we are today. There are so much, so many more people who are living for themselves than living for God. Now, thankfully, there are a lot of really amazing people who are living for God. But some of them aren't focused on sharing it with others. They're just focused on themselves living for God. And again, that's not what Jesus asked us to do. 
So in this situation in Judges, you can see because of the, the last one where the man, where everybody did everything wrong and the man's concubine ended up being raped and killed. Um, and that was what he offered up as a sacrifice. So he wouldn't have been raped and killed. So <laughs> everyone did wrong. And then he, he divided up the body of his now dead wife and, and sent it out to the 12 tribes and let them know. And that's where we pick up the story here. He let them know this all happened in the land of Benjamin. Well, everyone has been living outside of God's expectations. Everyone was focused on themselves. So the fact that it happened in the land of Benjamin was kind of irrelevant, really, because it was happening everywhere. But it was a reason for everyone to rise up and start casting blame on everyone else. And so all the nations rose up against Benjamin. And all the nations came to take on Benjamin. And yet, in the very beginning, it seemed like Benjamin was too tough for them. Benjamin was too strong. But isn't that Benjamin's name? The son of my strength? It's exactly who he was named to, what that entire nation was named to be, was strong, mighty men. And so, of course, they're, you know, 26,000 could take on 400,000 and have victory twice. But that third time, God said, yes, continue. Now, just to take a pause, why would God allow those people to fall if the whole thing was here to go after Benjamin? Because all the people, all of Israel was living in sin. None of them were living righteously. And so if I'm living in sin and I decide it's my responsibility to rise up and go take on someone else who's also living in sin, well, of course, wouldn't God allow for there to be a little victory on both sides? Because we're both wrong. Who's to say that I'm more righteous that I could go and take on someone else? God told them, sure, go and do it again. Basically, if it's your heart's desire to go and to seek vengeance for yourself, do it. But God said clearly, but vengeance is mine. If you let me do it, it'll be done right. But either way, they got to the point where they completely wiped out their entire, the, the whole nation. Totally just, just total destruction. Only a few ran away. The rest were taken captive. And then everything was killed and destroyed and burned. I wonder if that made them feel any better. Because what they really told God is, this is the way we think people who behave that way should be treated. Yet, they are living that way. So the best thing that we can do is take the the better example that we have in the Bible. 
Not focusing on everyone else, but focusing on ourselves first. Get your house right. You should be in right standing. Focus on inwardly on what we are doing wrong and how we could be better before we going out trying to judge other people and showing how they could be better. That doesn't mean that we can't be a loving uh, brother to someone and sharing God's mercy and sharing God's love and sharing God's goodness. It doesn't mean that we can't do that. But you can't go point out the speck in someone else's eye when you've got a massive log in your own. The Bible does not tell believers that they cannot judge. It says, just be prepared because you're going to be judged by the same manner that you judge others. So why don't you instead use the word of God as the measuring stick? Because that's the same one that you are judged by. It's not my way, it's God's way. Father, thank you that you are just. You are merciful and you are, you're the God who, it's your vengeance. Vengeance is yours. Revenge is yours. You don't, we don't need to go and seek after our own way to make things right. We just lean into you and either follow the obedience when you direct us or just trust and know you're going to take care of it. And sometimes we don't even see it. And Father, that's okay. I'm content with knowing that I don't have to be involved with correction and I don't have to see and and celebrate in someone's falling. Father, I want to celebrate in people being lifted up. So... Uh, I'm thankful that you allow us to be involved in the fight of spiritual warfare. And I just pray that we could just do it your way, not our own, and that it would have nothing to do with the person, but everything to do with that oppressive spirit that takes them on. Because every one of us needs redemption and freedom from the enemy trying to bring us down and destroy us and kill us. So Father, let it all be yours. In Jesus' name, amen.